Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. This week, once again, co-hosting with me on the brew and sharpen parts of the Daily Grind, my sister, Carla Cocker. Hello, Daily Grind. So happy to be here. Got a cup of coffee and let's go. Get this show on the road. Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It is Thursday, September 21st, and on this date in 1937, The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien was published. 1937? 1937, The Hobbit. Yep. Okay. In 1938, the great hurricane of 1938 made <laughs> landfall on Long Island, New York, and it oh, killed more uh, than 700 people. I was not aware. Goodness. We just take for granted all the weather warnings and stuff that we have now. We do, don't we? Yep. We take them for granted. We don't even pay attention to them. <laughs> I know. Ignore them. Sirens going up. Oh, that's up. Oh. In 1970... Monday Night Football premiered on ABC on this day. Oh, wow. And on this date in 1981, Sandra Day O'Connor was unanimously approved by the U.S. Senate as the first female Supreme Court Justice. Yes, I'm also a fan of hers. Yes. Yes, very much. And in 2001, on this date, a tribute to Heroes in America was broadcast by dozens of networks and cable channels, and they raised over $200 million for the victims of the September 11th attack. Wow. People will surprise you. They do. That's neat. In good ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> September 21st is Miniature Golf Day. Oh, I like that. It's Peace Day. Okay. It's Pecan Cookie Day. Well, I think so. Yeah, I think a pecan and a cookie. Boy, the pecan sandies, <laughs> my favorite. Gosh, I want one right now. Talking about mm. it. And it's World Gratitude Day. Oh, outstanding. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. Edibar Elchiev holds the Guinness World Record for the most spoons on a human body. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't you know how you hang a spoon on your nose? Okay. He hung spoons all over himself. Oh, okay. How do that's, you that's how do you even start that? Okay. What's your life goal? I got spoons <sighs> and I got skin. And I think there's so the Tarzan yell is trademarked. What? Yeah, and so sounds like that, those are called sensory marks. It's officially known as a sensory mark. And the mark is a yell that consists of approximately 10 sounds. 
But it took legally over 200 words to technically describe how Tarzan yells. I would love to read the legal description of the Tarzan yell. So you might want to go Google the Tarzan sensory mark. I think I will. See, there it is. (laughs) Scuttle, the pigeon, in the 1989 Disney The Little Mermaid, okay, uh, named the fork a dinglehopper. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Dinglehopper. Spoon, knife, and dingle. Dingle hopper. hopper. <laughs> Boy, the world was just a different place when we were kids. In 1975, Mattel Toys sold a sister doll for Barbie called Growing Up Skipper. I remember. I think I probably had Skipper. And when her arms were twisted, <laughs> larger breasts would grow on Skipper. <laughs> I do not remember that. Oh, oh no. Okay. What in the world? (laughs) You cannot even imagine somebody doing that today. (sighs) Carla, do you know what kind of ship needs two captains? No. Friendship. Friendship. Okay. That's sweet. Walt Disney's (laughs) Carousel of Progress, an amusement park ride, holds the record for the longest running performance in American theater. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, I wonder if grape cough syrup is tested by adults with no taste buds. Because just because <laughs> you make it purple doesn't mean it tastes, tastes like, like grape. I've never sure. had grape tasting cough syrup in my Ooh. life. Never. <laughs> I think of public hand sanitizer stands as public paper cut locators. Right? Oh. <laughs> one in my classroom <laughs> ah, oh i didn't know that was there <sighs> i think that the older i get i have i'm learning to live with a very flexible definition of okay <laughs> among other things yes <sighs> oh okay <laughs> And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. In the book of Judges, chapter 6, there's this amazing story about Gideon, a regular guy working on his farm. And then one day, an angel shows up and calls him a valiant warrior on behalf of the Lord. Verse 12. Gideon, confused, puzzled, honestly responds, well, if the Lord is with us, then why are all these bad things happening over and over why is everything so messed up where are all the incredible things that we heard about from our ancestors his real response is in verse 13. you see gideon grew up hearing these incredible stories from the torah stories about god rescuing the israelites from slavery in egypt and performing incredible miracles but those stories felt distant compared to the harsh reality that he was living in. Every year, the Midianites, the Amalekites would just swoop in, plunder their land, and leave the Israelites in fear and misery. But something amazing was about to happen. Gideon was soon going to realize that the same God who worked wonders through Moses and Joshua was reaching out to him. God hadn't lost his power over the ages. 
He was just as capable of using ordinary people to achieve his eternal plans. You see, when God introduced himself in the Old Testament, he referred to himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, signifying that he was continuing the work that he started with the patriarchs. I think a lot of Christians today are a bit like Gideon. We read about God's incredible deeds in the Bible and then wonder why God doesn't seem to work that way anymore. We think about how God brought down mighty Egypt under Moses, but doesn't appear to be active in the world today. Or we read about how the early church just transformed the world and turned it upside down in the midst of a pagan culture, but we feel like God isn't doing much to counter secularism in our own culture. And we've heard the stories of remarkable transformations, but doubt sometimes if God can really help us overcome our own struggles. Here's the key. If you come across something in the Bible that you don't see in your life, ask God to work it into your life as he did in the scriptures. For example, if you read about God protecting people in the Bible, then pray for his protection in your life. Or if you observe characters in the Bible gaining wisdom, ask God for wisdom in your own life. And that principle extends to the actions and deeds of God recorded in scripture. Make your life a reflection of God's actions and character. And keep praying until your life aligns with the reality of the Bible. Now, I will tell you, a lot of times, victory simply looks like not quitting. And being on the lookout for God to do something that you really don't expect. The truth is, God hasn't changed over the centuries. He still possesses the same power, the same love, the same mercy, the same grace, the same wisdom, the same righteousness. This doesn't mean that we could just go and demand whatever we want from him. This is no name it and claim it thing going on. It's about praying according to his will and character as he revealed them to us through scripture. The Bible shows us that God takes delight in freeing people from their sins. He freed Mary Magdalene from seven demons. He transformed Saul from a murderous zealot. He extended grace to adulterers and tax collectors. So never for a minute think that your situation is too tough for God to handle. If God sustained the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years, if he provided for a widow in Zarephath, why doubt his ability to meet your needs? God gave us scripture so that we could understand his heart, that we could know his character, and we would know what to expect when we call on him in our times of need. So today on the Daily Grind, I think this would be the challenge for all of us. Whenever you see something in the Bible that isn't evident in your life, ask God why. Why isn't it there? Maybe it's something that you don't need right now, and that's all right. But if you need God's power, his wisdom, his protection, his deliverance, his provision, well, then don't settle until you experience it. And don't make excuses. Keep 
praying, keep calling on God until he is able to work it into your life, just as he's done for countless others throughout history. You know, this makes me think of just two things. First, I think about the seventh of Henry Blackaby's Seven Realities of Experiencing God, which says, you get to know God through your experiences as he does his work through you. I really believe that applies when we read his word. And the second thing is that every time you open your Bible, you are essentially meeting the author himself. And I will tell you, it is impossible to encounter God in this way and stay unchanged. As always, I'm humbled and I'm grateful. And I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of The Daily Grind. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Hey, if you've got something out of this podcast, subscribe, uh, rate it, review it, pass it on to your friends. That is a huge help. It helps other people find it. Have a great Thursday. Set aside some time. And I pray that in the midst of everything that's going on, you will experience some unhurriedness and be aware of the reality of the presence of Jesus. And it's in his name that I just send you out with blessings and ask that you just be consumed and covered with his grace and his peace.